0: I can't wait to get you to the Gabber Ash. I'll tell you what. Woohoo! She's never done that. Just like we want to get you to India. And it'll be our last series. Maybe. You were selected here as well. The, the way you play, uh, every ball. At least your teammates
1: <laughs> like it. i a broken rib. Don't Talk for a game. We'll wait till you get to the Gabber, Cap.
2: <laughs> your baby. Hey
0: everyone, welcome to another episode of All About Sports, the podcast. Today we have with us my co-hosts, as always, Shogam and Mazhar. Also, we have a very special guest. We have Aditya on board for today's episode. And since Aditya is such a cricket buff, he does cricket analysis, he writes about cricket. So, I mean, what what else do we talk about? We're here to talk about test three of India's Tour of Australia, which was an absolute banger what a test match I am going to throw it open to you what do you think what do you think was the best most controversial moment of this test match because there, there were a few right yeah
1: there are plenty of controversial moments but I think <laughs> the underlying theme throughout this series and I think throughout the summer in Australian cricket has generally been the DRS and I know it's, it's probably a bit of a uh, I'm not going for the obvious you know Tim Payne sledging and uh you know, some of the banter of sledging that, uh, that's that been talked about so widely in the media. But I think generally it's it's the DRS and we saw Tim Payne being fined 15% of his match fee for, uh, for using an expletive. Uh, but I think there's there's a there's a larger conversation about umpire's call that needs to be had. There also needs to be a conversation about uh, the various angles that Sneeko can cover. Because yeah. You know, you take you take Tim Payne's expletive aside. I don't think anything he said was wrong. He said when the ball had nicked uh, the bottom edge of of Pujara's bat, why was the third umpire only looking at uh, the top edge? And although his angle was blocked by Matthew Wade standing at uh, a silly point, a short leg, uh, but yeah, I think that to me was significant. And then obviously we go we go to uh, Tim Payne sledging Oshwin and. Uh, you know, expressing his frustration for not uh, being able to have, you know, three of the best quicks in the world get two injured batsmen out. (laughs) So, I think it was ludicrous more than anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people are going to call it Tim Payne sledging Ashwin. I'm going to go the other way around because Ashwin gave it right back. I absolutely love, I absolutely (laughs) love this. You know, it's kind of, it's not new look in the sense that it hasn't been um, seen before because we've been of this brash-esque nature for the last few years um, right. but ash is just you know, so composed gave nothing gave absolutely no room soaked it all in and then you know <laughs> absorb the pressure till the last ball Mazar, what are your thoughts on that because you know historically australia has been known to do this and then you get under other people's skin. do you think it was the other way around this time
2: So firstly, I think credit where it's due to our boys. Firstly, they really turned up as men, I would say, in this, uh, over this test series. They've really stood out and, well, most of them are inexperienced, let's face it. And by inexperienced, I mean playing outside of the subcontinent. Uh, The way they perform, not only in this test to come back after getting all out for 36 to then... Like just uh, the way they turn the tables. Obviously, lost our, we lost our captain in Kohli and our best batsman. So to just absorb all of that, soak up all of that pressure that one point three billion people have on you. Yeah, all their eyes are glued to you because this is one series we hate to lose. Even though we historically have historically. always, yeah, struggled, but we really stood up. But coming back to Ashwin's uh, winter, what was great about it was. I mean, more than him giving it back and I was watching uh, the New Zealand experts talk about it. So it was Ian Smith, uh, Mike Hessen and uh, I forgot who the third person was. But Mike Hessen basically said the Aussies missed a trick by sledging Ashwin because he said, I've worked with Ashwin and he's like, if there's one player you do not want to sledge, it's Ash because if you get under his skin, he becomes a different demon altogether, and you don't want to mess with Ashwin. Some people just thrive under that, and in these, such situations, and Ashwin's one of those. So. It's like
0: trash talking to MJ. Very, very right? happy. You, do, you don't want to trash talk MJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know well, what's coming after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same equation. You know,
3: you know, I was thinking of one thing. Uh, given how the last test panned out and uh, how Tim Payne has been in the news. Uh, I'm just wondering the psychological impact it will have on the players going forward into the next match. Because obviously, uh, Tim Payne has been all over social media. Uh, he has got a lot of slack for the way he uh, behaved. Uh, he's had to come out and apologize. And obviously, in the last test, he also dropped a few catches. So I'm just thinking psychologically from a player's standpoint, from Tim Payne's standpoint, there is pressure on him. Uh, he will uh, There will be a lot of media scrutiny on him. So it'd be interesting to see how he performs the next, next test. Also, interestingly, to see how India India was very resilient in the last match, uh, especially obviously Ashwin, Vihari. So I think that will also give India a lot of mental aggression going for next test. And next test is, is is massive because we are at Brisbane, a ground where Australia is it's, it's a fortress for Australia out there. So I just think like these small mini um, controversies that have
1: happened,
3: the how it will shape up in the next test, I think that'll be very interesting.
1: But personally, I feel like this is India's best chance to, to breach the Gabba tour. And, um, although I think we have, how many, we have four or five changes to make for the next test match. Um, yeah, I, pretty much.
2: I think,
3: yeah. Yeah. I think Bihari's we are, he's gone. gone, gone. Bihari, Bumra, Jadeja has gone. Bhoomra has gone. Jadeja. Ashwin also is yeah. doubtful, I guess. Ashwin. Ashwin,
2: will have, Ashwin will pop painkillers in play. There's no way he's going to miss this match. I'm telling you, there's no way he's going to miss it. Yes,
1: Unless it's, it's effort, really maybe. that bad. So, the doubtful yeah, bats are... The and onus Ashwin. is on the batsman though. Yeah, but the onus will be on the batsman because um, I think Rohit Sharma, he's, he's shown good form. But I think that 50 now needs to be 150. To make up for the lack of experience in the middle order because you have with Vihari you go on, I don't know who's going to replace him you know who's going to fit that number five slot typically that's Ajinkya Rahane's role but we'll have to see whether Rahane slips back to four or whether they bring in Shaw or Mayank Agarwal if he's fit again but um, yeah we'll have to see but I think generally India's in a good space psychologically and even though Australia has stats in their favour this is our best chance to to make a record.
3: Yeah. So, are there two that's... things? Yeah. So, I Sorry, have two questions for you. Uh, one is you mentioned inexperience. So, when we yeah. talk about inexperience, our current bowlers were fit. You have Mohammed Siraj, who yeah. uh, I think he's just played two Test matches. But he's done well. Now, both those Test matches against Australia, he's picked up seven wickets. You have Saini, mm-hmm. who just played one Test match, picked up four wickets. And then you have Kuldeep, who's played six Test matches, picked up twenty-four wickets, but he's not played since 2017. Yeah. Uh, now, will Kuldi play not play? Again, there are questions. But in terms of our bowlers, and given the fact that the Gabba pitch is uh, something which could favor the Pacers, could favor the bowlers, uh, yeah. so what do you what do you think? Like, Who should be India's bowlers going to the next test? Uh, do you see a lack of uh, experience or that could probably um, uh, affect us?
1: It could, but I think it's dependent on Rahane, Rahane's captaincy and Rohit Sharma's experience and guidance as well. Um, but generally the talk has been that the people who could replace Bumrah would be one would be Natarajan or Shardul Thakur. Now, Natarajan, I think he's played only eight or nine games for Tamil Nadu and Shardul Thakur has a better first class record. Personally, just for the left arm variation and given that Natarajan is in a better space mentally, I think after all the success he's had at the IPL and then, uh, the T20 and one day series against Australia. I think he's in a good space to be able to take that forward into this test match. Shardul Thakur, he has more experience at the first class level and he could make, he could make an impact, but I think just for the fact that natrajan is a left-arm bowler, um, I think they should select him. As for Kulib Yadav, Kuldeep Yadav is an option, but I think Washington Sundar is also an option. And I think we need the extra batsman at 7 or 8. So we'll have to see, uh,
4: Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast, but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast, and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups, and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's ancho rfm to get started. Now back to the pod.
1: They're but it's it's a, talking it's a, question, about, it's a question. Talking about needing an extra definitely.
0: extra batsman, I think we also covered this in our preview episode that we're not very sure about uh, our middle order, right? Um, yeah, just just a random trivia question. The last time India played Australia, at the Gabba was in 2014. Who's your best bet yeah. amongst the Australians to have scored a half century? And I'm talking about middle order or, you know, somebody you're not expecting. Steve Smith, of course, did well. But Mitchell Stark and Mitchell Johnson both scored 50s. And this is something we've, I think we've been continuously, uh, you know, impacted by where they are pain or, you know, basically people just block, blocking deliveries, playing out a lot of balls, uh, tiring our team out. Uh, and we need those kind of characters, which is why what Aditya just mentioned about Washington Sundar could really have an impact on team selection because, well, definitely bats better than Kuldeep, that's sure. Uh, how much, how well his white ball experience <laughs> uh, can be translated into a test match, um, well, we'll know soon enough. Um, and yeah, stats are really, I mean, also, I think. I'm not mistaken it's been what in 1988 that Australia 88-89 they haven't lost on that game. so yeah it is I mean Aditya again he did mention that it is our best bet to get a series win down under but yeah it's, it's a difficult one <laughs> no wonder Tim I think ben it's a massive a challenge
3: Rod, that's a massive challenge because because based on stats uh, and how Aditya mentioned also the, uh, the stats are against us they have 140 out of 62 tests, they haven't lost since 88-89, Nathan Lyon out there has taken up 35 wickets and since 2010, uh, the last 10 matches that Australia have played and the visitors have played, Australian Pacers have picked up 142 wickets as compared to 81 wickets that the visitors have picked up. So I just think, and the Australian attack is very good, like in terms of their bowlers, they are amazing.
0: As proven by a 36 run capitulation in the first test, the bowlers are (laughs) really fantastic.
2: 36 was just a blip. Everyone has it. Uh, We've seen it happen in the ashes on so many occasions between Australia and England. Both sides have completely like just crumbled. So, I just want to completely forget about that one because we played so well in the test till that instance, right? And it was that one session where we just completely fell flat. So, I don't want to like be too critical. I was absolutely crushed when it happened. But, well, the way, like what I love about this team is they've got that fighting spirit and we've seen that and that winning culture is imbibed in the entire team and they're not afraid to play. So even if, and and I think this test was testament of this resilience and everything that this team stands for and that is that we will not back down from any challenge. We are not afraid of you, no matter where we are playing. We've lost all our best pacers, but that just gives a chance for the next guy to uh, step up and honestly I think they that's the good thing about test cricket now like the only good thing is that the quality of batting has probably dropped because the, the batsmen aren't so conducive to leaving the ball they want to chase at it they want to tug at things they will want to defend uh, or just play the ball through the covers and that costs them the wicket that's why I, I thought Vihari and Ashwin just took us back to the classical days of leaving the ball outside the off-stump. Just leave it, man. If you're trying to save a test, especially on a fifth day wicket. So that's actually what I'm looking forward to.
3: We're talking mainly about like aggression, Vihari and Ashwin for three hours, over 40 overs facing 256 deliveries. They managed to stand the ground and Harsha Bogle, he very well uh, spoke about uh, Ashwin. And he said that if Ashwin is even 60 to 70% fit, He's an asset in the team just because he's mentally very, very strong. So now, if we are to lose Ashwin, Aditya, what do you think like if we are supposed to lose Ashwin, how much of a blow it will be to India and also given the fact that the Kaabao wicket would be a good wicket for for spinners, uh, how much of a blow that would be for India and if he goes out, then who comes in to take his place?
1: It would be massive. Uh, I think that would make Washington Sundar a definite starter in the team. But then we'd have to see whether we add an additional bowler, whether you have Shardul Thakur as well, because we all know that the gaba is going to support an all-base attack. And, but it's also dangerous to go into a test with an all-base attack. So we need to have Washington Sundar in the team. But that said, I think Ashwin's loss would be massive because one is that he's, he's obviously he's done well with the ball, but getting confidence with the bat will take his bowling to the next level. And not to mention, he's on his fourth tour to Australia, you know, experience counts. And in, in this sort of situation, I totally agree. You know, even if he's 70% fit, Ashwin should be playing.
2: I have one more question for you, Aditya. And now this brings me to Matthew Wade. I was yeah. really disgusted by his behavior in this test match for all his little antiques. And and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm completely fine with the banter. I'm completely fine with the trash talking with everything, but it was just so ugly. The moment when Ashwin defended the ball, he picks it up and he runs at him making a very condescending sort of face. And not just that, then the throw at Vihari, which he apologized for, of course he had to apologize, but he hit him in his ribs. This is no way to behave. And like it happens with bowlers in their follow throughs and that's the aggression on the spot. You're fielding at short leg. I mean, there's absolutely no excuse for his behavior over this test. Um, Maybe it was because of the way he batted. So, I think it's a confidence thing. So, he was just trying to get into the heads of the players. But it was embarrassing. If I was an Australian fan at that point in time, I would be like, I don't want this guy to be there in my team. Because this is absolutely unacceptable. There was a time when so many Indians... And still, in fact, a lot of Indians don't like Virat Kohli, right? Because of that aggression, they find it too ugly, and they don't like what that stands for because it doesn't actually suggest or portray the gentleman spirit of the game. So, what's your yeah. take on that?
1: Look, I think all the all the banter that the Australians were engaging in, it was more a reflection of the pressure that they were feeling, in the, and and. Uh, the fact that they were basically slipping away in a game that they should have won. You know, you you think about you think about the number of overs they batted. I think one hundred and thirty one overs. Uh, prior to that, in two thousand and twelve, uh, South Africa batted one hundred and forty eight overs. I think where Faf de made that historic yes. one hundred and ten. You know that massive bla- uh, that that blockathon. And interestingly, Ashwin credited that innings as the inspiration for him to to get through the day. So, and Matthew Wade was a wicket keeper in that game. So I think he probably knew all too well what it means for India to get, you know, get by with the draw and for Australia to not be able to get the last five wickets. Because you think about it, I mean, you have Hazelwood, Cummins and Stark who are who surprisingly, compared to other lineups in the world, are all fit. See, you look at Neil Wagner in New Zealand, he got injured. He had a broken, he had a fractured toe. India has lost all its frontline seamers. Sri Lanka lost what some like seven or eight players through the course of a series. It led to the coach saying that I might have to bat at number four or five. And I covered that press conference. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he was like, uh, so he was like, if we have any more players getting injured, like, the bowling coach and I are going to have to start batting up <laughs> this team. So I can, so I can sort of imagine. I can, I can imagine what uh, those players must have gone through, at least just, like, yeah. from a your perspective. But I think it's, it's also in their DNA. Look, we, we keep talking about Australia turning over a new leaf after Sandpaper Gate, and I think a part of that is, is in progress. We haven't seen anything, you know, terribly ugly from the Australians in the last two years. I think since Sandpaper Gate. Uh, this was probably the first instance where it was really highlighted the way that it was in the media, um, and I think somewhere it's it's in the DNA. I think it's how they've grown up playing club cricket and and state cricket, where you know this sort of thing is perhaps encouraged a little bit. And you know, it's I don't know. I think it's a reflection of like cricket culture in Australia because it's it's not only the players; it's also the crowd. I don't think like in in one of the in one of the reviews post sandpaper gate you know steve smith said that uh on that after a after a game that australia had lost to south africa pretty badly in 2016 james Sutherland who was the ceo of the time at uh, cricket australia he said we don't we pay you guys we pay you guys to win not to lose and uh, so i think sometimes perhaps that's a reflection of of the pressure that players are under uh with that said, there's obviously no excuse. I think Matthew Wade or Tim Payne or any of these guys, I think even uh, Lavishin for that matter, it's quite stupid to ask Rohit Sharma what he was doing in quarantine. I mean, do you, are you really like that starved for conversation? Do you really need to have this sort of conversation? <laughs> and Rohit Sharma, I think he must have laughed, you know, after he got back to the dressing room. Just,
0: yeah, just the way he is, he's probably laughed it off. But one interesting point you made is that it possibly could be a reflection of uh, how matthew Wade was feeling about the game slipping away and a game which india should india had not too much of uh, a chance of winning yeah. so now one thing which has been highlighted over the last few days is and this is kind of a very you know amateurish conversation i believe but i think it's best we highlighted that um, why? Why were we playing for a draw, or were we playing for a draw or a win, or is it? Was it just survival? So I had absolutely no qualms about the way uh, Ashwin and Vihari went about the, the last whole day, because uh, to draw that test would mean a chance at winning. But suppose you go for, you know, you go for those shots when you really can't, you end up getting out, you lose the test, and then. The stakes are not as high for Australia in the next test because the best India can do is draw the series, uh, as opposed to where we are standing now. Australia best, <laughs> Australia best win this uh, match, or you know they need to be firing uh, as much as they can because losing the te- four test unacceptable, right? You you pointed out what the culture is just like in cricket Australia. Um, so do you think there are any uh, comms about how Ashwin and Vihari went about? Are you perfectly okay with them playing for a draw? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think the team strategy changed once Rishabh Panth got out. I think up until the point that I think even when Rohit Sharma and gil came out, they were playing reasonably conservatively, but by by no means were they playing for a draw. You know, I think they were pretty positive in their approach. But I think once Shubman, Gil, I mean Shubman Gill and Roj Sharma got out, then it was up to Pujara, Rahane, and Pant to to actually determine where they take the game. And I think up until the point that Pant was batting, it looked as if they were going for a win. And you know, when a win looked. Uh, it was on the cards. It was possible. Yeah, it was. It was possible. Uh, but then I think once uh, once Punt got out, then it became a bit difficult. Uh, and then the next best option would have been to save the game. But there uh, yeah, are no regrets there, you know, because ultimately you have to play, you have the resources that you have, you know, you can't, you can't do much about that. So uh, fair enough. I think we're still we're in a good position. You know, it's much better than a loss. And uh, if anything, this draw has shown that, you know, we're a resilient team and we're not a one-dimensional team you know how often has australia really pulled out a draw you know think about australia's record you know it's they're either all or nothing you know it's a go big or go home scenario with them i think in recent history i've probably seen them play one game out for a draw but uh, yeah i think this is testament to the resilience of our team and uh, we should be very proud that you know two two injured players one with a massive back injury and one and one with a hamstring injury were able to play out you know, Stark, Hazelwood's coming, Cummins and uh, um, and lion So, yeah, Lyon. no regrets there.
2: just approached. wanted to bring you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So Lion's going to be playing his 100th test. So joining an elite club of 12 other players of to have done it in Australian cricket. But I need to come back to the third test here. And Shubham, this question's for you because I know you are itching to talk about it. Steve Smith... And the pitch, and just destroying punts, marks. What's your take on that?
3: I just feel like, like how oh, Aditya mentioned, I think it's just uh, in their in their blood, it's in their culture. They, till the time they don't uh, uh, like do stupid things, uh, I don't think they're satisfied. They have to do something. And um, um, I, I also feel, you know, like I think Australia must have realized that the game is sort of slipping away. And maybe that led them to behave uh, a little erratically, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of things that happened, let it be Steve, even uh, Tim Payne and stuff. Um, uh, it, like the podcast started also with the fact that how are these guys are going to psychologically perform in the next game. Because all of this will be there in the back of their mind. Uh, they know that's, that certain things that they've done, it's been caught on cameras, it's been caught on the mics.
0: So, um, it'll be, it'd be, it'd be fun to see what happens in the next game. And since we're on the topic, every time we have a guest on, we have some of the other thing to predict. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna let this episode end without a prediction for the fourth test. Uh, test matches are uh, much more difficult to predict <laughs> than any white ball game, but all of y'all can have a go. Aditya first, since you're our guest, and also probably the most uh, learned opinion out of the
2: four of us. 100%. Thinking, more more, more think, learned but, than all of us combined. More learned than of all of us, us
0: combined. combined. Yeah. <laughs> but, but
3: Aditya, before, uh, you, you, give a a prediction, before yeah. you give your prediction, perhaps yeah. if you can mention like two, three challenges also that's there for India in the next yeah. test. Uh, how do you see us overcoming those challenges if there's any strategy that you, you could think of and then after yeah. that your prediction?
1: I think we have, we have challenges in all three departments. Um, but to me, I think the onus is on the batsman to make sure that there are runs on the board because, and I think every, all the experienced guys have to put their hands up, you know, Gil, uh, Gil is not experienced. I'm sorry, Rohit Sharma, uh, Pujara and Rahane. I think these three guys, they really have to, they have to score big, uh, for, for the team to have any chance and uh, the bowl, because the bowlers are going to need a little bit of leeway. I think we're bringing Natarajan or Shalpal Thakur in. You know, we can't expect them to be bowling like like Bumrah or Shami. You know, so they're going to need a little bit of leeway there, which means that they need runs on the board. Um, uh, with that said, I think selection, getting our selection right, is very important. We don't know if Saha is going to be the keeper because Panth show he played a brilliant innings in the last test, but. We also can't forget that he dropped he dropped a number of catches as well, and uh, if there's ever a knock on him as as Ricky Ponting said, it's always going to be his keeping. So I think we need to get that balance right. Uh, we don't know how the pitch is going to play. I think the Gabba, the last the last time a day a, a day Test match was played at the Gabba, it was a pretty dead wicket, and part of the reason is because the soil in that wicket hasn't really hasn't really. Uh, changed in the last 20 odd years so i think this time around uh, the curators has uh has been able to change that i still don't know the science around it but that has happened um my prediction is i think india have it you know sometimes when you're pushed to the wall when you're pushed against the wall and you really have to think out of the box as we've been challenged to do this time i think we'll pull something special out and uh, it's going to be a serious win for us
0: the one I consider the next most learned opinion on, the, on this podcast about cricket was you have a oh good
2: uh, No, so I I think Aditya hit the nail on the head with this. I'm just going to say two things that so I I don't look at the pitch and all because I don't understand it. I just go by what they say. So I listen to the pitch report. Okay, it's a bowling wicket, bowling wicket. But uh, but the point is, I'm a bit worried for the Australians because it might rain as well. So they will be going all guns blazing because they know they have to win the test to regain the Border Vaskar trophy. Otherwise, it stays with us. So I think that's the worrying sign. So I don't know how much what rain is going to do and how that's going to affect the entire game because rain's expected for two, three days. I, I don't know how long and all of that. But yeah, so if if rain mars the contest, then I'm more than happy to be honest. Uh, but I also think we need luck on our side. If we, I feel like I'm with Aditya. If we win the toss for sure, I would have to say that we will pull uh, the result through, either a draw or the victory for sure.
0: All right, Maru, your
3: turn. The person with the least cricket knowledge. <laughs> So my prediction is going to be, uh, I think, I think um, uh, Aditya and Mazar uh, love the positivity. I hope uh, the Indian team sees this podcast and hopefully it benefits them and they pull out a win. But I think it's going to be a draw.
0: Invisible.
2: Draw is fine, Shubham. Draw is fine, Shubham. As long as we ten the series, it's fine.
0: <laughs> um, I'm just going to throw in. Uh, my two cents, <laughs> because why not? Since we're all having a go, I, <laughs> I, I don't think uh, that this Indian side is gonna let Australia get the win in such a crucial moment, unless something goes drastically wrong. So, like Mazhar mentioned, if rain has a big fact, you know, a big say in this game, uh, it, it, let's be honest, it, it could either lead to a draw, it could lead to a bad session after, before, during, so, so unless, unless something is drastically uh, out of shape for the Indian team, I don't see us uh, (laughs) letting the series go down as a 2-1 loss. So fingers crossed. And I think with that, we've had a lovely time chatting with our guest Aditya. Uh, Aditya, hope to see you again with your lovely analysis on so many cricket games, matches, series. Um, For everyone who has tuned in, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of All About Sports, the podcast. Until next time. Thank you.